Welcome to the Astrology Hub podcast. I'm Amanda Pruel Walsh, founder of Astrology Hub and your host for our flagship show. We explore the many ways astrology can support you in your relationships, career, health, and personal growth. Thanks for tuning in. Hi there. Welcome. We are so happy to have you here with us today. My name is Jamie McGee, and today we are going to be taking a look at a sneak peek into 2024 with one of our inner circle astrologers for this year, Cameron Allen. Now, before we dive in, I just wanted to make sure that you are aware of a few things. First, you are invited to our much anticipated free eighth annual year ahead forecast panel event happening in just a few weeks. And we will be gathering with an incredible group of astrologers to get the lay of the land for 2024. What are some of the big themes? What is the most important transits and why? You'll get a lot of great strategies for navigating the tides ahead so that you can make the most of 2024. So go ahead and open another browser tab on your computer or phone and reserve your free spot. All you need to do is type in astrologyhub.com forward slash 2024 forecast. And we'll also be sure to drop that link in the show notes for you. Can't wait to see you there. Now, I also wanted to make sure we take a moment to thank today's sponsors for this episode, both Astro Gold and Solar Fire. They are making it possible for us to continue offering great free content for our community here every week. Now, there's a lot of solid free astrological software out there that can help really get you started on your journey if you are learning astrology. But there comes a time in every student's life when you really want to graduate to that next level of astrological software and tools. If you're a Mac user, Astro Gold is an amazing choice. If you're a PC user, Solar Power is definitely the place to be. Many of the astrologers that you see here on the Astrology Hub podcast platform, such as Gemini Brett and Rick Levine and myself, have integrated Astro Gold or Solar Power into their practice. The software has earned its reputation as a reliable and insightful tool because it offers high precision calculations for advanced users and beginners alike. And it's all very user-friendly. It's amazing. I definitely recommend that you check it out. And as a partner of Astrology Hub, they are offering our community 15% off of your software purchase, but you have to click the link in our show notes or the description and enter the discount code to claim your special pricing. You won't regret remaking this commitment to your practice. Hi, Karen. Welcome. It is so great to be here with you today. I cannot wait to talk about 2024 with you. How are you? I'm cool. I feel hmm, like a little buzzing sensation now that I'm like sitting here and dropping into it. I think it's because I've been doing this practice. I'm back in Ayurveda school now. The semester just started and we're doing this practice and it's been kind of potent. So maybe it's like kind of like lingering throughout my day. So I feel kind of buzzy. Yeah. Oh, buzzy's good. That, that's a good way to kind of feel. That means you're ready to just kind of download it all or you're going to be mesmerized by everything you have to tell us as always, Cameron <laughs> Allen. All right. So as we think about 2024, as we start to approach this year, is there one astrological event that you are looking forward to and why? What yeah, for sure. So I would say just to preface this so people have clarity on what I'm saying, um, like I'm being asked this question, not from the perspective of this is the big transit of the year. But this is the transit that I'm looking forward to. And I would invite people to like kind of look into more because I don't know if people are necessarily looking at the year for things that I'm about to say. And so the thing that I'm looking forward to is Mars going through Pisces. Okay. And I'm looking forward to Mars going through Pisces because it's going to be co-present with Saturn and it's going to be co-present with Neptune. 
And since I orient towards medical astrology primarily in my practice, it's like, that's a really big time. That's a really big time. A lot of things could happen at that time, potentially just having to do with people's health. And so I'm ready to start like prepping myself to be like on call at that, um, at that point in time and space. And so that's from March 23rd to May 1st. So also during that time, there is, it is going to be eclipse season as well. So that's also emphasized. So we could even say, I'm excited for the eclipse season um, that starts March 25th. And it doesn't necessarily end April 8th, but it, but it culminates at April 8th eclipse as well. And so that's the time that I'm like really, really looking forward to just again, because of medical astrology overall not like to, I like to really feel into the combination of planets that people say are troublemakers or are hard or bad or and stuff like that, because I like to actually be with them so much that I can be in relationship with them. Because as always, when we're in relationship with things, we know how to orient towards things. So that's the trend that I'm looking forward to the most overall. So I'm, I'm really curious as a medical astrology, what, what has, why do these transits why are they drawing your attention? Is it a positive or something that's a little challenging? Or how can how can we put some? I don't want I don't want you to give the whole cake away, but can we have a little bit of the frosting of? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So from my personal practice perspective, the reason why it's important for me is because Mars is said to bring inflammation and short term acute illnesses and problems, oftentimes, and then Saturn is the the long term troublemaker. Neptune also has a tendency to disperse energy. And make us feel like kind of this um, foggy, fatigue kind of energy. So it's like when we got three planets that are in combination that can do these things that oftentimes can present as problematic. In addition to it being eclipse season around this time, I just feel like for me, in my personal practice, I'm like, I'm really going to like, I already know, like during that time, I'm going to be like going back into my studies in the lymphatic system, in the immune system. And like, just like thinking about ways in which I can like fortify myself so that I can bring that to the general public and also bring it to the people that I'm working with in my, in my practice. On a larger scale, it's eclipse season from, again, from March 25th to April 8th. And so since it's going to be eclipse season, uh, the first eclipse, Venus is in Pisces. So that eclipse seems like it has a more um, kind quality to it, let's say. Whereas the second eclipse is ruled by Mars and Mars will be like conjunct Saturn during that one on April 8th. So that one, I'm like, I find the most, I, I find the most benefit from the things that seem like they're hard because yeah. that's what I like to be here for. I like to be here for people when they're going through difficult times with their health, with their emotions, with their psychology, and just like how we orient to life. And so that's why I would say that time is like potent and yeah, why I'm looking forward to it. Oh, interesting. Very, very insightful. I love that. And I kind of feel the same way about, you know, the bad reputations. Sometimes like those are the ways, there's the way out. You know what I mean? Like it's structures good or systems are good, but I love how you've emphasized that. I've, I've made myself a note. So mm -hmm. this one, this next question is kind of interesting. What is the most common misconception that people have about astrology that you think we could kind of clear up as we move into 2024? Is there anything mm -hmm. kind of deep? But Yeah, no, yeah, I like it. And thanks for that question. 
I think it's two things coming up for me. One thing that's coming up for me, especially because I'm, I've been mentoring a lot more people lately, is just like the idea that transits have this super potent predictive power. And like when somebody sees a transit, they're like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I think that is the biggest misconception in astrology, to be honest, because a transits to me are, they activate things that already are alive or blossoming forth. And so sometimes like, even let me, let's go back to what I was just saying about the Saturn and the Mars coming together with Neptune. If someone is in a specific period of their life and we can see this astrologically and it says literally nothing about having problems with health or problems with money or problems with career, then if this comes into your sixth house or your second house or your 10th house, then it's probably not going to be something that, oh my gosh, here it comes, this, this transit. And it's like, yeah, it might not feel subjectively super fun, but if there's not already a promise that a problem might occur, then it's probably not going to bring the bads. You know, people say, bring the goods. And I'm like, it's probably not going to bring the bads. And so I think that's the biggest misconception in astrology that transits are super powerful. And I want, I would love to not even just get rid of it, but change the orientation or way of thinking about it because that means this beautiful art and science and this thing that has been such a gift to me that I like to share with people becomes the source of anxiety sometimes for them. Yeah. And so that's why I would want that to be one of the misconceptions that is removed or at least reoriented or modulated within people's minds and hearts. Yeah. Another thing is just, I've been learning more specifically from uh, someone named Alie Alomi, and he's, and he's really, 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 really good at mundane astrology. Well, what in that tradition they call world astrology. And so just being mindful, like, again, this is kind of going back to transits, like transits do have importance, but they have to be in the context of something, right? And so when it comes to world astrology, I have not noticed, because over all the years, like I never had anybody teaching me mundane or world astrology. I just kind of would see what's happening with the collective since I work directly with people all the time. And I do notice things in general, but without a context of what happened at the Aries ingress or what happened during the last eclipse or what happened at the Libra ingress and other things, I just feel like world astrology or like looking at the transits for like what's going to manifest in the world, it needs more context. And I think we would do well as astrologers and also as astrology enthusiasts to just be mindful of that. So yeah, I guess overall, I'm just like, Let's reorient our relationship with transits as a whole. That's, that's what I would say. That. Yeah, that's perfect. And I think some of that, I've been kind of sitting with that or preaching about that in a little bit too. It's like we live in an instant world. So we're like, oh, it's supposed to happen at 1042 at such and such. But <laughs> there, there, sometimes you can like with Mars, you feel that rolling in or you feel like it's like you're, our, if it's like a Plutonian thing, you're already in the swimming pool. So like you may feel like a, a big wave or something, but yeah. I think that's a lot to do with our culture and we're just expecting the instantaneous mm -hmm. thing. So it's definitely an interesting, I, 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 I stand by you. I, I definitely mm -hmm. am ready for that. That's a good way to approach it in 2024. So if you could give anyone one piece of advice, which is so hard because you just have a wealth of it about how to welcome in 2024, like set those intentions for 2024, what would it be? 
Like mm. this is a good year to do insert blank. Oh yeah. Hmm. For me, I really like to follow things that are happening in the background. And what I mean by that is like the outer planets and just how I think this does go along with the culture, like you were saying, like how we like the things are so instant or like we hear like the year ahead forecasts and we, we like see the big things. And then three weeks later, we're worrying about the transit that's going to happen in four weeks. And we forget all the wisdom of being able to look at the scope of the whole year or the trajectory or the backdrop of what's really happening. And so for me, I'm a Pluto type of person. And so I just would feel into like Pluto and how it's going to go back into Aquarius and how it's just like doing this dance between Aquarius and Capricorn. And because of that, I feel like for me, a lot of like something that I'm like really working on right now too in my own practice, it's not necessarily astrological, but the Pluto and Aquarius play has kind of been inspiring it is just like built like my relationship with uh, like electromagnetic fields and so just like wi-fi my technology stuff like that but also even more important like my electromagnetic field and how much nervous system um power and strength i can create from within myself in order to not be as influenced by these outside electric fields including other people's nervous systems Right. You know, even like if somebody dysregulated, like, can I stand in the face of that and just be with them rather than getting caught up in their nervous system and kind of getting dysregulated myself as well along with it? Because there's just so much. There's just, you know, even thinking about like the idea of trauma and just thinking about when I was younger, nobody was like going around talking about trauma all the time. And it's like that is like the new craze Like everybody's talking about trauma and not saying that it sh we shouldn't be talking about it. But it's like, what are we actually doing to build up our electromagnetic field to be able to let our own trauma come up or be able to hold space for other people's trauma? So the electromagnetic field is like something that I like really am feeling into. Along with that, it's like being sure that you're actually making a conscious effort to be more human and be in connection with community and be in connection with people directly. Because as like technology keeps advancing, yeah, just things are just kind of falling to the wayside. It's like, when was the last time you went to the store and actually got checked out by a human and looked them in their eye and asked them how they were feeling today, rather than just going to the checkout, which totally is fine. There's somebody there too, oftentimes at the check self-checkout. So just remembering not to get caught up and carried away by the tech age that we're in overall. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And that's a lot of that Saturn and Pisces too. Like, you know, like it's really helping you find that boundary, like where you can have empathy and compassion, but not mm. bring that in. And we'll be working with that too in 2024, but yeah, being mm. human and grounded. I, I was, um, I was, I mentioned before recently on a podcast, how I have been like actually going out in public and being around more people. And it was such an interesting kind of feeling because I think when we're, we spend so much time on tech and we're online, like we're, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't figure out what I was bracing for in this crowd, you know, because everyone was kind of like there for the same thing. But what I was bracing for was what was not going to show up. And that was like the troll or the negative comment or someone to come in and say something. Because when we're yeah. in person, we're in community or with people like what we have in the inner circle, everyone kind of going for that, you know, loving astrology, wanting to 
co-create with the universe when you're in a community like that you don't have someone come along and say hey astrology doesn't exist or this da 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 because you're in this vibration of people that feel that way so you know it's rare that you can find places online like the inner circle where you can feel that but you can also mm -hmm. like when you go out there and you're human like you say you kind of feel something and not you're not really worried about the comments or what i said is going to be imprinted online forever <laughs> but yeah that's a really yeah. nice cameron right right yeah no that's a great reflection we've kind of already touched on this just because we've downloaded mm. so much but is there a tool that people mm. can work with <laughs> or even mm. just a, another a mindful practice kind of like how you said you know be human that yeah. we could hold on to throughout 2024 and is there a particular transit that is a reason that would inspire you to say lean on this tool in 2024 because it'll help you empower this part of the year mm. on the entire year yeah so i would say and i don't even know this is directly answer the question yeah it's answering the question okay so i would say get a solar return reading or get like a year ahead reading so that you can so that you can know what is individually yours and what is for you this year and what direction you're going in and allow that to be a meditative process or not even meditative, but a contemplative process that you actually hold with you in your heart for the year and everything else that you hear every week to week on the astrological forecast and what you hear for the 2024 event, all these things are going to be additives to what already is for you. Because everything that we say about the transits for the year is not necessarily for everyone. So I guess I'm even feeling into this, like, feeling, I guess this is very Pluto in Aquarius too, as well. It's like, be more individualized in your practice and in your, like, relationship with astrology so that you can actually know what's for you and what's not. Like, I really think that's, like, super, super important because what everyone is saying in the 2024 year, like, year ahead forecast is going to, like, weave into your life in certain ways and in other ways it's going to not necessarily you know and so that's how you can actually get more from it because when you just listen to it it might sound nice and it might be encouraging or might feel disencouraging but if i don't know how i relate to that then i'm not going to even know how to be with it and also sometimes i feel like people are like this didn't relate to me or i don't get this or you know and it's like well do you even understand what your astrology is for this year because if you don't then you wouldn't even know how to plug it in, even if it felt good to you or if it, you know, be like, it resonates with you. So, yeah. yeah. Very powerful. And I agree with that too, because I, I recently worked with a brilliant, beautiful soul and um, they were feeling uncomfortable because all the astrology that they were listening to said they were supposed to be having like the best time of their life and they weren't. But when you yeah. had an astrologer look at the chart and you fo follow the final dispositors and you kind of really look deep at the other layers, you're like, no, 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 you're at a climb. This is when, the, when yeah. the glory comes, but you do have this. And, but because they were working with such a strong Jupiterian energy, which, you know, like it expands stuff. We wanted to focus on the positive and our focus on the solutions because sometimes it's hard to be positive, but that is a great, great piece of advice to get a solar chart reading. It's great to know the overall forecast of it, but to know how it impacts your chart, your generation, where you are with your natal promise absolutely yeah that's amazing mm -hmm. and great thing that astrology hub has astrologer connect so if you haven't checked mm -hmm. out astrologer connect we'll put that link in there both cameron and i are on that platform and i think one of our favorite things to do is to connect one-on-one -on -one with all of you about your charts and your solar return 
All right, Cameron, just one more question in our 2024 prep series. Can you please share a memorable moment where astrology provided you or even someone that you know with a valuable insight that really helped you and how might that insight be relevant in working with 2024 for our listeners out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one thing that was like really, really valuable for me, and even it's kind of still permeating right now in this present moment, is just like knowing that this year Mercury was going to go retrograde and all the earth signs in my chart. And so knowing that that was what was coming forth, I was knowing that I was going to have to rework something going on with my money because it was in my second house, Re reconnect with um, my relationship with health or illness or routines or how I felt about being of service uh, with the sixth house. And then with the 10th house, just how am I showing up in the world and how is my work and how is my career and how can I reorganize things in my career? And so that's one thing that I think everybody could do every year. I think even if people just make that a practice, just like look where Mercury is going to be retrograde in the forthcoming year. In what houses is that going to be in? And just know, because it's like we had these contexts, we had these variety of contexts to things. And if you know you're going to have to rework or rethink certain areas of your life, then when that comes, awesome. I know that was coming. So this Mercury retrograde is a nice reflective um, period to be able to like uh, move with that in a cleaner, more easeful way. And also look to where Mercury's at in your chart to also get some more extra bang for your buck there. If you're not there as far as that seems too complex, then just look where Mercury's at and just don't even act like you need to know right now. Even if you're being preemptive and you can just see what part of the chart that's going to be playing in, maybe write down some prompts or give yourself a Mercury retrograde journal for the year and just write out, this is what I noticed because things like this can help you one, be preemptive. And when things come up, you're like, oh, I know exactly what this is now. Yeah, I see it. I see it clearly. And also, if you have this this issue that some people have with like, what house systems should I use? Should I use this house system? Should I use that one? You can also use for that. Because one, you'll start to notice like, oh, this one feels more alive and true for me. So this is also how we actively work through things. And again, it's about having a relationship with the science and the art rather than, it's just what this means. This is what that means. And it being like this generic thing that doesn't like move through you and actually come alive. Oftentimes I find that's what the blockage is with people learning astrology. They're like, I know this and this, I know this and this, but actually bringing them together, you know, it takes sometimes breathing life into it and being with it rather than like isolating it in the mind somewhere. So that's what I would say. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. That's a great way to definitely look at them because they're all in a certain element. We're going to be burning things next year in 2024 and exactly. the fire side. It's the but yeah, that's a great insight because I think those are one of the times of the year that we always feel that, that tension. I mean, we, the outer planets do that too, but the, oh, yeah. yeah, Mercury definitely, especially if you're Mercury ruled, <laughs> you can mm-hmm. feel that for sure. So yeah, that's some great advice, Cameron. Thank you so much for all the insight that you have given us today. Now, for all of you listening out there, this amazing eighth annual free, 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 free forecast event that's coming up, it's going to be all about 2024. We're going to be talking about some transits like what's going to happen when Pluto goes back into Aquarius. We've had Cameron touch on Pluto today. We'll talk about the Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. It only happens every 14 years. 
And how this period could, you know, also bring in some sudden breakthroughs or unexpected opportunities. We'll also be talking about Jupiter entering Gemini and the push to open up different and varied perspectives with this transit. So much more. At this event, you're going to learn how to proactively work with all these transits and how you can navigate through 2024, kind of wrap up 2023 and be prepared for the next one. I'm going to get your free seat. All you need to do is go to astrologyhub.com forward slash 2024 forecast. All right. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life as always. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.